I've put myself in position to know what I need to do. So when I go out there on Sunday, I'm super, super confident in what I have to get done. I love this game. I play it for the other guys on the field. And, and just, you know, that's what it's all about when you're out there on the field. It's never about me. I feel like I'm an anomaly. Like, you know, I was um, an undrafted guy. Right. And you don't really hear that often, yeah. you know, being able to play this long in the league. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are riding high here, Garrett. Five-game winning streak now going into a big AFC North showdown against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 4-2 and two and in second place in the AFC North. I didn't expect to be saying that at this point of the season. They're but the Bengals are playing pretty good football. Yeah, the Bengals are good. I mean, Joe Burrow has that team playing at a really high level. They're right behind the Ravens. I don't think that a lot of the pundits, like yourself. Was that pundits? Pundits. 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 I may have added an extra N in there, I think, when I first said it. I like the pundits, the prognosticators, like, like yourself, would have predicted that it would be Bengals in second would place you right have? now. Of course I would have. Of course I would have. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you, would have I, said, you would have said Steelers in first place because you're constantly <laughs> scared of the Steelers. No, I, uh, the Bengals are playing really well. I mean, the Ravens right now, they're all alone atop the AFC. Yep. It's a great place to be, but it's... Six games are gone, all right? So there's no parade yet. The Ravens are well aware of that. The the tone this week, I thought, has been, you know, such a great win. It was awesome, but really quickly, like, okay, turn the page. We're not soaking that one up. It was in the post-game locker. Like, post-game, it was very muted. Like, I mean, it was a much more, you know, more boring game, for lack of a better word. You know, you know, I pay all this money to go to these games, and that's the product they give me. Boring, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it, you know, yeah, that, you're the classic. You know, people complain, <laughs> man, these these finishes are too close. They're stressful. It's bad for my no, heart. It's entertaining. And then all of a sudden, you get a blowout. Yeah, and I'm like yawning in the fourth quarter. Yeah, right. Actually, I was kind of you know with Harbaugh. All of a sudden, it was clo- it wasn't like I felt like it was they were going to come back, but till midway through the fourth quarter, it's just like that high powered offense. They're going to do something at some point. You they never did. You ex- they never true. did. It's true. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, I I do think that this is a game that will kind of show you know give us an early barometer on where the AFC North stands. I mean, let's be frank. The Cincinnati or the Cleveland Browns are very banged up right now. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's not playing Thursday night. Got Nick a, Chubb's not playing. Kareem Hunt is not playing. Busted shoulder. Yep. Right. I mean, left they, shoulder, but but still, still, yeah, not good for them. Um. So I mean, the Browns are reeling a little bit right now. The Steelers, I think, have won two straight. Yeah, they're three and three. They barely eked one out at yeah. home, uh, with Geno Smith under center. Yep. For the Seahawks. Um. So, yeah, this. It. I mean, do you think it's going to be Ravens Bengals the whole way, or is this kind of the early shine for the Bengals and it's not going to last. Well, I think honestly, Sunday's going to tell us. Yeah. I think I think Sunday's going to be critical in determining that. If if the Ravens win, they've got a nice edge, right? Yep. Obviously. Uh but if the Bengals pull off the victory, then all of a sudden it's tie game. Right. And I think that this is going to be you know, out of, there's a lot of measuring stick games. Last week was one for, of right. course for the Ravens and they and they measured up. Yep. In a big way. So now this is a measuring stick game once again for the Bengals. For the Bengals in particular, in, in yeah. And and I think that this will be a real test to see what kind of team they are. And also, it, I, I like I know that the Ravens have taken care of business against the Bengals consistently over the past several years, especially with Lamar Jackson under center. He's five and zero as a starter against correct, them, and they've blown him out. But the Bengals are a better team. They, they drafted Joe Burrow last year at the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. He was a rookie last year when they played him the first time. Wilson on the field the second time. Yeah. So. 
And they got Jamar Chase. They're playing they're playing well right now. Well, their defense has really been the biggest change, I think, for them. You know, they have offensive weapons, but their defense is pretty legit. All right. But before we do just go too deep into the Bengals, we, we don't want to keep our guests waiting. We don't want to keep the listeners. Well, a guy who knows the Bengals well played yes. for him last year. Let's welcome in linebacker Josh Bynes. I got to be honest. I feel like I have deja vu right now, okay? Because <laughs> last time we had you on the podcast, it was it was a very similar situation. Basically, the Ravens were kind of struggling at inside linebacker, and they needed they needed an answer. They needed to calm things down. They went to you. You stepped in. It was right after the game it was against right after Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh the game. interception yeah. in the first game is so true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this is deja vu for me right now. <laughs> Do you feel that too? Yeah, it's, a, it's 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 I don't know. I'm just so I just so, be so locked in like um on what it has to be done. Uh, I don't really get a chance to like sometimes just you know whatever it is like guess get soak it in or whatever. I just really be zoned into like okay the details of the week and how I study and the process and I don't like to deviate from that a little bit because I just like to be that's that's my week and that's how I roll and um uh, but it's it's been. Been, it's been a, a crazy kind of deja vu kind of moment now that you say that because <laughs> I don't look at it. Like, I just kind of just like I said, just go do my job, keep doing blah blah blah. But now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird. It's kind of like you know, <laughs> it happened again. That's well, weird. Well, what was the word that John used? Was sa- he's been our savior? What was it? it was uh, he's calm things down? Calm things down? No, 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 no. It was <laughs> like he bailed us out or something like that, like twice now. That's how John put oh, yeah, it. Bailed, 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 us, out bailed us out twice. Like, yeah. do you kind of relish that role of being mm-hmm. like? I don't know, the the super, like, come in, swoop in, and, and just step in immediately and help out like that. Um, honestly, that has been the story of my career yeah. in a whole. Uh, everywhere I've been, I've obviously I've started in every single place I've been, and I've been in position to, uh, you know, just just do what I just do best. I just I just take this game, regardless, like I said, even in the pressure, like, um, like even I'm not playing, not starting, I still look at it the same way. I still dedicate myself to the film the same way. So when that time comes, it's not a, a super surprise, you know, to me, in a sense. It's more of just I've put myself in position and know what I need to do. So when I go out there on Sunday, I'm super, super confident in what I have to get done. And and just for the guys, I, I'd love to be that guy in the middle where everybody just uh, depends on. Um, and I've been doing that for now 11 years. Right. What is it? A lot of guys talked about calm, how you kind of calm things down. That was the word I just used, and, and players have talked about that uh, this week. Explain that to me a little bit. Like, what is it that, that when you go into a situation and you step into the middle, is it your years of experience because you've seen everything, you know what's happening in front of you? What is what is it about you that has that ability to kind of just settle things? It's his voice. It's the, te- you know, <laughs> the way very he talks, sassy. very soothing. <laughs> uh, I'm just the process of how I go about uh, the week and um, like I just take this game very very personal you know not not okay I don't want to say personal but <laughs> I just take it like you know I'm representing who I am my brand and what I who I am and uh, uh, how I what I how I take my process throughout the week and and I, I do it in practice each and every day when we out there on the field and I see things or whatever's going on I'm always that guy to be like oh no no Liz alert and blah 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 and that's because I'm super confident in myself and what I bring to the table. And even if I'm loud and wrong, it's whatever, but I'm okay with that because at least I'm going to shoot my shot. And if, you know, if I miss, okay, that's fine. I'll get another chance to do it again. And, uh, I just, I just do my, I don't know, man. I can't really, I'm trying to think of the words to really put it in to say, but it's just so like, it's kind of, it's just who I am as a person. I just take adversity and, 
everything about it. And I'll never let anything, you know, get me down. Even like I, I wanted to play so bad this whole year. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, understand my role, understand where I'm at in position. But that didn't deter me from the process of how I, you know, go about things. Because at the end of the day, you never know when that time comes, which I've been doing that since. I mean, you can roll it back 2011, 12, whenever <laughs> time that has been needed. I've been, uh, you know, been, luckily I've been doing what I've been doing the process the same way. It just all of a sudden it becomes more natural on game day and it just flows. So I want to review kind of your career arc just for listeners in case <laughs> they, they need a refresher. I wrote it down here because I needed a refresher. <laughs> you pull up the Wikipedia page. Like, do you go on Wikipedia? No. It's the best. That's how, that's how Ryan well, does I, his research. I, well, just for like, you know, if I watch movies and stuff like that, mm. I go on the Wikipedia for, you know, try to have two stories. Oh, you're saying like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But I don't really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got to pull it up here. I think it's accurate. <laughs> Ravens, dra- or you go undrafted out of Auburn, national champion in 2011. You join yep. the Ravens. You play here four years, 2011 to 2014. Go to the Lions, 2014 to 2016. Cardinals, 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Back to the Ravens in 2019. Then the Bengals in 2020. Panthers at the beginning over the summer. Yeah. And then you come here. As a, originally, like you're kind of mentioning, you know, you joined them the practice squad. W- what was that? kind of like for you like what did the Ravens say to you when they were bringing you here and and what was kind of the expectation of what your role would be honestly it was just uh about all I'm pretty sure all veterans have the same feeling especially me like I I, you know I I was a starter last year all 16 and I've been a starter multiple times throughout my career and then to go to a level of practice squad it kind of takes you off guard in a Mm -hmm. sense it just kind of you know uh, I don't, uh, you know, I guess that's the only word I can think of right now. And you don't really know how to really respond to it. But, um, you know, at the same time, I couldn't turn down the opportunity to be here because I knew if it was only, if it was one place I'd rather be. And especially after, you know, leaving from Carolina, I was like, after all that and everything, I was like, you know, I want to be back here because this is where it's home for me. And I know my family will love it. I will love it. And I know where it fits best for me. And regardless, I knew for, you know, for me personally, I was just like, you know what, each and every day I'm going to continue to, you know, practice, like, you know, get better, treat the, you know, treat it like I'm still, like like I said, I still look at everything like I'm still the starter, right. how I play the game, how I approach the game, and even in practice, making sure I do that. Only part that really obviously sucks is the part not playing on Sunday. <laughs> right. So that, but at least for me, it was just like at the same time in position to pour on as much knowledge to the younger guys. So I try to at least, you know, every time on the sideline I have an iPad, I'm talking to them and, you know, getting them to understand what, you know, what I'm seeing and how from this standpoint, how to play this better and stuff like that. I mean, being involved as much as possible because, like I said, in the day I love this game. I play it for the other guys on the field and, and just, you know, that's what it's all about when you're out there on the field. It's never about me. Like I even hate talking about myself really that much. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, at the same time, yeah, I get it. You know, it's you know it's, it's good to, you know, talk about yourself a little bit here and there, but I'm more of about everybody else and and and, you know taking care of business and if it you know if obviously i want to do my thing yes but at the same time it's so much better when you're doing your thing for the other people on the field we'll talk about another guy patrick queen then you know know, i I think that there's people are talking about him a lot right now because you know there's been some tough moments early on this season you know and i remind people how young he is right and 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 he's super talented 22 exact 22 (laughs) he didn't wasn't a full-time starter till his last year at lsu Mm -hmm. you know and and then he comes in the nfl and he had a lot thrown on his plate i mean he was a starter last year as a rookie here Mm -hmm. how much does experience 
you know, matter. Like, obviously, at every position in the NFL, experience matters and, and all that. But I feel like at middle linebacker, with all the adjustments you have to make, all the, like, just quickly diagnosing those run fits, all that stuff, like, does it matter more there? And is that kind of what you're trying to pour into Patrick? Yeah, I'm trying to pour it to all of them. But obviously, with Patrick, is just, uh, you know, just having that calming spirit. And understanding that mistakes are going to happen. He's yeah. 22. I mean, what was I doing at 22? I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I was, I was my second year in the league. I was 22 as well. And, you know, trying to establish myself in the league. You're making tackles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, you exactly. Know, exactly. <laughs> just saying. You know, but I, was just, I was just trying to, you know, get it all done and just trying to be, you know, and at the same time, I was undrafted, trying not to get cut and everything else and trying to figure it out. I made a ton of mistakes as well. And, you know, obviously him, he has the, he's a first-round pick, so it's a lot, a lot of pressure right. on him. And it's for me, it's just about, you know, pouring on as much knowledge as I can and get him to understand that, you know, these are just, just mistakes and these are things you can learn from. And that, um, you know, you're not the only one that may feel like, you know, you know, uh, whatever, however you feel as far as, um, you know, like, uh, as, like as everybody's against you kind of thing. I don't I'm trying to get the yeah. words to put it together for him. But um, you Lord, feel like you're I, I personally say that. Yeah, you like, know what like I mean? If you get criticism you know, yeah, at that exactly. young age, but it's at the tough same, sometimes. At the same time, I've seen some great players. Like one story I do have is uh, my guy, Marshall Yonder, who everybody knows is one of the great Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the greatest guards that played this game. His locker was next to mine's uh, my first uh, three years before I went to Detroit. And um, me and him talked a ton. And uh, one of the things he told me was, you know, believe it or not, at one point in time, they was, you know, probably thinking about cutting him. You know Whoa. what I mean? You wouldn't have thought about that. You right. know what I mean? Uh, maybe TMI. Sorry, Baltimore. I love y'all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, he, you know, it took him a minute to get to that point where all of a sudden it clicked and it worked. And all of a sudden he's probably, not probably, he's definitely a Hall of Fame guard because, right. I mean, he's one of the best in, in the league over the last, what, decade? How long? Right, 13 right. years, 14 years. You know, out of those 13, 14, what, 12 of those, you know, whatever is one of the best. You know what yeah. I mean? And that, and that's all it is. He just finally is going to take that, you know, time, that process, and put that work in. And PQ's putting that work in every single day and continuously grow. And like you say, he's only 22. Jesus. Right. And he has tons, tons of potential because, you know, I believe in him. I think I know for a fact we all do. And he's going to do such an amazing job and just continue to grind each and every day. That's awesome. So this is year 11 for you? 11, yeah. <laughs> Does, when you hear that, like, is that hard to believe? <laughs> it's hard to believe for me. Uh, I feel like I'm an anomaly. Like, you know, I was, um, you know, an undrafted guy. Right. And you don't really hear that often, yeah. you know, being able to play this long in the league. And I, I had goals to just three games to get to the average. And um, wow. and, to, and then all of a sudden I told my wife, five. And I was like, seven. I was like, well, if I get to eight, I can get, let me get to ten. At least. <laughs> right. And then ten, I'm like, well, then I finished, you know, season healthy, did everything last year. And I was like, I, I still want to play. I can still, I can still play this game. And, uh, and I'm just glad I – you know, got the opportunity here. Obviously, to work out in Carolina, that's fine. So much love for them and doing their thing. But you know, I'm definitely feel like this is the perfect spot for me. I, I feel like when we when we talked to you back in 19, like, were you thinking at that time, like, were were you thinking I I got you know three years left, yeah, or were you thinking you know who knows? Like, I just kind of remember having that conversation at that time, feeling like you were like who know you know this year at this point it's year to year. Like, I feel like we might be having this conversation five years from now. Having <laughs> right. the same, you know, well, this is like the Tom Brady. You know, oh, how old no, is Tom? I, I mean, I <laughs> just, stop. As long as I'm able to play this game and like I want to play it, uh, and I, I just I, every year just continues to. I, I don't know. I told <laughs> my, my wife just. She's such amazing, and I appreciate her so much because um, like to make it this to this point is just a blessing. I, I just can't think of enough for being such a great backbone and continue to push me as well. 
to you know be where I'm at and and to be a soldier because hey, at home right now them three kids I know they driving her crazy <laughs> so I appreciate Literally you honey right now. You, know, you know what I mean <laughs> I don't but it's you know it's just a it's just surreal for me um, each and every day and that's why I say it's so hard for me sometimes because I'm so locked in I'm tunnel vision mm-hmm. I'm locked in okay this is Wednesday this is this is and that and then you know to look at it as a whole. It's just, it's, it wows me sometimes. Well, you, uh, you know, I think all of us felt like the defense was better than it had been over the early part of the season. And we saw it on Sunday. Like, the defense played great. You guys shut down one of the best offenses in the league. And I felt like it was only a matter of time to you guys kind of just righted the ship. And part of it was you playing really well, and like we just talked about. What was it in, in your mind that allowed the defense to kind of play like a lot of people expected you guys to play on Sunday. I think we were just all really on the same page and gelling really well and we knew what um what the task was, especially with this off the offense they uh the Chargers had and um we knew we had to step up at a big level because you know they had a high power offense. The quarterback is really great, young talent, but it's gonna be super, super amazing in this league. And uh especially obviously the wide outs, the running back. I mean the the list goes on for their offense and they were super, super amazing. So we knew the task was just for us to each and every play, make sure we communicate really well, you know, stop the run and all those other things that follow. And I think we just did a super amazing job, uh, you know, each each and every series. And uh, regardless of what hit, when, well, whatever adversity strike, we knew was going to overcome it. And everybody was just – we were just locked in. And we got to do the same thing this week against the Bengals. Yeah, it sounds like a similar offense they're loaded too. Well, Josh, yeah. I, I know young kids, tough to get dinner on the table, so we'll let you go. <laughs> on, on that note, I know that's like – It's, it's great to have you back here, yes, man. Keep I appreciate it. All right, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOCK when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOCK and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good stuff from Josh. You know, I think you get kind of labeled as like this like teacher at this point of your career, late in your career for a guy like him who's like so great about sharing his knowledge. Let's not forget that he played pretty darn well also, you know, so uh, just a a great guy to have around in multiple ways and uh, to see him have the success 11 years into his career after being undrafted is pretty remarkable. You don't see that very often. Absolutely not. And like, you know, Josh has bounced around, and, and when, you, when a guy bounces around like that, when, when the bouncing starts, oftentimes that's kind of a sign that exactly. that's the end. That's kind of what you were getting at with your question, but you were like, you know, did you think last time when we had you on, this that was, was the end? It. Exactly. But well, then but then he, then he goes, got a nice contract with the Bengals. Right, he got a pretty good deal, and yeah. he started like every game for them. Exactly. And and here he is again. I think it was that was like almost a resurgent because all of a sudden he, you know, when he came to the Ravens the last time around, I think that a lot of people felt like this was probably the last stop, and that he played well, right. gets a nice deal, starts every game for the Bengals, right? And it's like, oh, okay, right? He's got plenty of gas left, right. plenty of gas, and he's and he's showing that. We should have asked him how he likes facing off against Lamar Jackson last year. <laughs> yeah, seriously, tough task. <laughs> likes being, I'm sure he likes being on his side a lot more. <laughs> yes, um, but I think I I, I do I, I like Josh. On the field, a linebacker, I think that, you know, Patrick Queen was able, you asked about Patrick Queen last week, he was able to kind of play, move over to that weak side spot and fly mm-hmm. around. And I'll be curious to see how the Ravens continue to kind of tweak this inside linebacker rotation. Maybe maybe I, what we I saw last week right. is going to be I don't know how much of a tweak there's going to be, to be honest. Yeah, it might just be what we saw last week. 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josh played well and, and I think, you know, all the, the responsibilities that are involved with a middle linebacker, you know, he's just at this point of his career and at, at Patrick's point of, in his career, I think that Josh is just a little better suited to handle that right now. And it's also, you know, I think ultimately the Ravens want to get Patrick Queen back into that spot. Right. Like to me, this is like a little bit of a timeout. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean timeout like a bad thing, like you punish your kids with it's just a timeout. Just a reset, little reset. Exactly. It's like let's take a break here. Let's let Patrick kind of get his, you know, bearings a little bit. And um, you know, because as Patrick said, it can be tough to hear that. The as crowd, Josh said, yeah. Or I'm sorry, as Josh said, it can be tough for Patrick and any young player to kind of hear the criticism and to feel like you're messing up. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the criticism that you feel from the outside. He knows. He feels it, I'm yeah. sure. Like, the missed tackles hurt him too, you know? And so I think it's, it, like you said, yeah, it's a little bit of a break, a reset. And But I think that Josh is, like, handling it so well that it can be he can turn it into an extended kind of thing, you know, for the time being. But at some point this season, I expect Patrick Queen to be back in the middle taking 90-some percent of the snaps. And that's the long-term position for Patrick, obviously. Right, right. So... It'll be interesting to see what they do on Sunday because that Bengals offense, they, they, you know, they can put up some points. All right, yeah. we got an email here. As always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Josh sent this email, uh, said he loves the pie. He's listened since episode one. Nice. So, Justin Tucker. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Uh, now, the other piece that was missing that, uh, in the running game, in his mind, was Boykin. He said he's a stud blocker on the outside, has some really nice blocks against the Chargers. He said that was missing? Yeah. He, oh, it was he, there on the Le'Veon Bell's two-yard no, touchdown. No, 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 no. His point was oh, that it was missing previously. That, it, that Boykin's an unsung hero gotcha. in gotcha. the research gotcha. of gotcha. the running game against the Chargers. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he cracked a, I don't know if it was a safety or a linebacker on Le'Veon Bell's two-yard touchdown run. Go mm-hmm. back and watch that one. Boykin comes downhill, and you hear that hit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean... I, obviously, I think the Ravens are going to be getting better in the run game by virtue of Nick Boyle coming back. I think now with Patrick Ricard, you know, one game, each game that he plays, more removed from that hip procedure that he had in the offseason, the stronger he gets. And then you add in Boykin, you know, you add a lot of blocking firepower, for lack of a better word, to that. So, and Boykin is is certainly part of that. Yeah. Now, the one piece that you don't get back is Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. And that was announced on Tuesday that the Ravens replacing Ronnie on season ending injury reserve, had an, another ankle procedure. You know, just disappointing that the hope was obviously for him to get back to full strength. Yeah. He took the field in week one, returned about midway through training camp, played in week one, just didn't feel right. You know, what mm-hmm. wasn't right. And then. You know, they took this last month or so to kind of figure it out and work behind the scenes and see if he could come back and ultimately determined couldn't do it. Needed to get another surgery and get right for 2022. Tough blow, no doubt. I mean, it's I think that's kind of the obvious, no-duh statement. Yeah. But the hope there is that doing the surgery brings Ronnie back at full capacity, fully healthy next season, and maybe that's the best case. You know, it's like you just bite the bullet. You miss the rest of the season, but when you do, get, rather than play the season at whatever, 80%, 75%. Right, right. We don't know you, what percent. Who knows? I'm just throwing out numbers. Right. But then you come back next year, and he's ready to go full capacity. That's the hope. That's obviously. the hope. I mean, you have a second foot surgery, you know, or ankle surgery. That's not great. You know what I mean? And, like, anytime you're coming off a of surgery, I mean, how many times do we talk about, well, he's coming off a of surgery, yeah. so, you know, give him a little time, you know? Now he's having it early, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, a couple, with a couple of months left in the season. Um, so that that gives him a two-month head start. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, it's not a good situation, especially after the Ravens paid the guy what they paid him. You yeah. know, made him one of the highest paid left tackles in the league. I, I think that Ronnie can get through this, but it's worrisome that one surgery didn't fix it entirely, right. you know, and, and the Ravens gave him a lot of time. They used him back into action. It wasn't like he got thrown out there in mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he didn't take the field till halfway through training camp, didn't play a few snaps in the preseason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, it's, it's it's not good. Um, I will say one thing that's very good. How's that Eric DaCosta, Alejandro Villanueva sign-in looking right now? Yep. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, the torches were out after Vegas week one mm-hmm. for Alejandro Villanueva among, Raven, among the Ravens right. flock. And I hope you've extinguished that torch by now. Yeah. Because, golly, where would they be without him? Yeah, I mean, he's slid over to the left side, and, and I think he's played well. Patrick McCarry yep. on the right side. Do not overlook what he's been able to do. McCarry, I mean, the guy has played every position on this offensive line. It's unbelievable. I don't know. I'm sure that's happened in the NFL, yeah. but not often. Yeah. And to be able to play center and tackle, that almost never happens. Has he gotten a, a game at left? I don't know if he's I don't, I don't know if he's played I don't think he's played left. He's played it in practice. Yeah. He may have he may have got some snaps at left tackle yeah. at some point. I I don't remember exactly, but, yeah. but but my point here is just the guy's played everywhere. Pretty unreal. And he's playing at a really high level on the right side. Um, and you know, Lamar Jackson talked today and, and basically said, you know, look, big Al McCarry, they're doing well, you know, they're protecting me in the pocket. The Ravens have he won five comfortable back there. Exactly. I mean, they've won, they've won the last five games. Lamar is playing at an MVP level. Right. So of course you want Ronnie Stanley on the field, but I also think it's, you, you should not overlook the way that Al's playing, the way that McCarry's playing and the way that Lamar and the offense as a whole are playing. And, and like I said, Nick Boyle coming back whenever he's ready for game action, you know, he returns to practice on Wednesday. Whenever he's ready to be playing a game, that's another huge blocking asset. You know, it's not a, a edge blocker necessarily like a tackle would be, but he's the closest thing to a tackle that's not a tackle. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, that I think the Ravens are, this is a tough blow, but they're getting healthier. Like, they're getting stronger. Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. every game that he plays, he's going to get better. Yep. Right? And Sammy Watkins, get him back on the field. Now what do we look like with three wide receivers, Marquise Brown, how, you know, uh, Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman. Like, what's that look like? Plus, DuVernay is playing really well. Yeah. So, you know, I think this team, despite the news of Ronnie Stanley, is trending in the right direction. Yeah, and and they're in a position here. If they get the win on Sunday over the Bengals, they'll sit here at 6-1, and one, best record in the division, best record in the AFC, going into the bye, not a bad place to be yep. with a matchup. And then the next few games, Vikings, Dolphins, Dolphins could get interesting if they have uh, Deshaun Watson, by the way, which there's reports of that possibly. Sure. But they go Vikings, uh, Dolphins, Bears, and then you got that Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, you know, things right. get crazy in the back half of the season. My point is they could be in a good spot here. Uh, they're in a Absolutely. great spot right now, but you got to take care of business. And that, and that obviously starts on Sunday. Yep. Are you going to predict it? Oh, I think this is a – wait, let me come up with a score before I say it. Oh, wow, you're going to go with the score. You never go with the score. I would just like to, I, I, you know, this is a little promotion for Ravens pregame live. You can watch yeah. it on our you app. I'm you just, said blow up? Uh, I, you can watch it on our app. Can I get, me through, get through all the spots where you can watch <laughs> it? Our website, CTV app, YouTube channel, Facebook page. You can watch it all those places, okay? All right. But I said on there that it was going to be a resurgent game for the defense, and it was going to be the running game setting up really? the passing game, and that the ground game was going to have a big day. 
Well, but come on. They were the 32nd ranked run defense. Yeah, well, Anybody, even analyst Humph could have predicted that one. Yeah, well, the last two <laughs> weeks have been all air, the aerial attack, and I predicted it. Money. I'll give you, Money. I'll give you credit for the defensive resurgence because a lot of people were saying it was going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, back to – all right, I'm warming up. <laughs> we're back up. Get it cranked back up. This is. Gonna, I gave you the delay. This I is, gave you the delay. <laughs> this is going to be a 10-point win. 10-pointer, mm. which is closer than the recent ones have been. But it's still a big win. 